as you all may know, or you may not know, it is exam week here in Auburn. And I have already finished all my exams, so I'm doing this show solo today. Alex what? Is, oh, Alex is here. He just made it. That is not at all true. I was here earlier. Let the record show. Let the record show you're trying to make it. You're trying to have the thing at 1.30. Well, yeah, we started a little earlier. So I went, yeah, I was like, why don't we meet earlier? Well, I wasn't so, sure if I was going to be able to make it, but then well, I Well, weren't you? You made it 30, 45 minutes earlier than you thought you were. Yeah. Alex, I think you just make things up. I mean, I wouldn't say I make things up as much as I just genuinely didn't know if I'd be able to make it or not, okay? okay I mean, Alex. it checks out, but yeah. And as it is exam week, and it's also, I know this is going to get some people emotions, our last episode of the year, of the semester, that is. We have done a grand total of... I think this will be our 23rd total episode. Very exciting. And this is our last episode until we take a... Yeah, this will be our 23rd episode. And this is our last episode while we take a break over the summer. We'll still be posting on our Instagram at uh, through underscore the underscore lens underscore weagle. And we'll still be posting stuff throughout that. Like, I'm going to do a couple of posts throughout the summer to make sure... I need to figure out if people know about the movie The Country Bears. Because everybody I've met ha- does not know that movie exists. And I need to check with the people. I'm going to take the login away from you. What? I'm gonna take the log. You never even logged in yourself. So I don't, I don't have the login. I, I can't remember what it, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I've sent it to you three times. No, anyway. you've not sent it to me three times. Anyway, anyway, um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go we're gonna have to have a talk about having more uh, user friendly looking posts. Okay, get on that then. Alex, I don't have the login. I have sent it to you three times. No, stop saying three times. If you send it to me, times you send it to me one time. Twice. No, you once have- when I created the Gmail and once when I created the uh, Instagram. Go in there and find all three times then. Two times. Oh, I, I modified oh, it to he, two times. He's moving the goalpost now. No, I'm not. I'm adjusting my estimation. That's, anyway. That's called moving the goalpost. Not necessarily. Yes, um, necessarily. No, that's I, what you I, just I, did. I think me saying not necessarily is more moving the goalpost than anything else. But anyway, as this is our last episode of the semester, again, we'll, we may have the occasional episode during the summer. I don't know what will happen. I expect maybe one or two during- uh, summer months we'll be back uh next uh full school year full time as this is our last episode we want to end where we began and revise our top 15 because i don't know about you davis but i've watched a lot of new movies this year a lot like my list is very very different and rather than doing top 10 as we did at the first episode with our thomas cruise and top choices which still is my favorite moment from the show but you guys can all go back i was gonna reprise it just then but Ah, i worked on accident oh my gosh um but as it is in relation to that episode, we're going to basically revise our list and see how they've changed over the last year and 23 episodes that we've done. Because mine's a lot different. I don't know about you, Dave. And let the record show this was my idea. Yeah, it was his idea. It was also my idea to make a top 15. Because if you'll remember, the first episode, we also had actor, actresses, and directors. directors. Jinx. But Alex um, didn't want to do all that. Yeah, I, I didn't say I didn't want to do all that. Wow. You never asked me. I, I said, no, I yes, I did. I was like, do I do actors, actresses, and directors? And he was like, no, I think... I think we should just we you did do that because I was like I was what? gonna do it because my my actors actresses and directors have changed a lot too. What? I do not remember this. Am I about to look this up now? I think we said it in person, Alex. When okay. We were talking in the stu- bullpen. Mm. I don't remember doing that. I, I do because I, I was like, okay, then more movies. Then that's why that's why I was like, that. I guess we'll do top fifteen. Well, maybe maybe next year we'll do another uh, about the directors. Maybe but yeah, so. we're revising our top movies, and these are our favorite movies of all time because I think there's an important difference here. Is that Favorite movies versus best movies. There are certain movies that I can acknowledge are better than other movies. Like, for example, The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, Both really good movies, I know. I personally don't enjoy those movies that much. I've only seen them once or twice. Maybe a rewatch is needed. But I know those movies are best, and they'd be near the top of my best movies ever. But in terms of my favorites, they aren't going to show up on my list, for example. I think there there is a key difference in that, in that our favorites are going to be, you know... They're going to be movies that we really enjoy, or movies that have you know, a certain emotional impact and sorts, and not just movies that we know are the best you know, critically. Different to sort of the Oscars, I would say. And speaking of the Oscars, we're going to start off this episode like we do all 22 uh, other episodes this year with some movie news. And first and foremost, Davis, the Oscars were this past Sunday, and the results are in, and we did okay. <laughs> Let- I'll just say that Nomadland should have won Best Picture. I'll Shouldn't have her. Should not have. Yeah, you, okay. Uh, who do you think should have won? Uh, Sound of Metal, Father of Minari. Really? I, I personally didn't like Nomadland that Interesting. much. Interesting. Like you were just talking about Godfather. You realize it, you recognize it's good, but you just don't like it that that's much. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I personally would have picked The Father. I did pick The Father, but I did pick Frances McDormand to win Best Actress in Nomadland. 
as uh, as she did. I, I predicted she would, but I wanted Vanessa Kirby too. Indeed, indeed. And I also got uh, Anthony Hopkins to win uh, for Best Actor for The Father, which that reminds me of. Also, The Father won Best Adapted Screenplay, while arguably the strangest award that we saw was Best Original Screenplay, Promising Young Woman won under, over the likes of Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7, and Judas and the Black Messiah. And I liked The prom- Promising Young Woman. I'm not sure what it did to put it above those three movies in particular. I don't really I don't really see how it like you know, it didn't really stand out to me compared to those other movies. But the biggest controversy of all is two things. One, the Oscars set a all time record for lowest viewership dipping under ten million, over fifty percent drop in viewership this year. And the very, very bizarre ending to the to the Oscars where they ended with Best Actor, which made everybody think it was gonna be some ceremonial Chadwick Boseman won, which it didn't happen because Anthony Hopkins won the Oscar and Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there, which sorry, bro, <laughs> put it down. Say, keep going, Alex. I'm you you could have just not reacted. I'm, I could have just not reacted. <laughs> Anthony and Hopkins he, wasn't there because they wouldn't let him do a Zoom acceptance speech. It's very odd to me. I don't and know why. Anthony they, Hopkins is an 83 year old man, and I heard, I saw a TikTok, I saw a video that said he is slightly autistic, so he doesn't like crowds that much. I, I do not know anything about that myself. I think that uh, I think I've heard that before, but I'm not going to say it's true or not. But I've seen like that's what I saw. He he also is in his home country of Wales, and a few days ago visited the burial site of his uh, late father. So again, I don't really blame him for not uh, leaving yeah, Wales for the Oscars, even though uh, the Hollywood Reporter wrote an article about the Oscars and claimed that he could not be bothered to attend, which is just stupid. I mean. Like, that's just, like, you're insulting a man for staying in his home country when he's 83 years old. He's the oldest actor ever to win an award for acting at the Oscars. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. But really, the the decision to put it on last, it just generated more controversy than it needed to be. I think Anthony Hopkins deserved Best Actor, um, personally. I got something to say about that, because I've seen a lot of backlash over Chadwick Boseman not winning it. And I want to say any other year, he would have won it because he did a great performance. But this year, Anthony Hopkins was leagues above any of the other I mean, actors. It, like, yeah. But I think that since they, they nominated Chadwick Boseman, which I think they would have done even if he was alive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He had a great performance overall. But I think people have been, I'm not going to say spoiled, but they, they when Heath Ledger was basically the last one to po- posthumously win, so I guess they figured they were Oscars had another chance to do it. They were going to do it again. So people think that Chadwick Boseman deserved it because... He passed, which I don't want. I don't, I don't mean to sound like rude or anything. I think he had a running, f- and he was in the running for it for sure. But Anthony Hopkins, once in a lifetime performance. I mean, surely, or in this case, and a lot twice of people saying that probably haven't even seen the father because it's yeah. twenty bucks. I was about to say it's twenty bucks on Amazon. You're not getting it for free. My rating's Black Bottom is free on Netflix, by the way. So I mean, it's a lot easier access. And I remember one time on our sports show, we were taught you had you brought up the debate of uh, recency bias when you're talking about people putting Kobe higher. In like their top ten, do you think that has anything to do with? Yeah, I know. I think I think this. I think it's the same exact principle. Personally, I think that's how it always been. I think the Heath Ledger example is difficult because, in my opinion, like you know, it's been 12, 13 years. I still stand by it because I think Heath Ledger's performance is one. Yeah, of the I best think he would have won it. He would have won it if he was there. I as think. Well. He, I think he would have won it regardless, unless there was some you know Anthony Hopkins like performance going up against him. I mean, in this case, you know, with Bozeman. It was his best performance of his career, personally. I think I think it was his best, if not second best, performance behind maybe Forty Two, which is my one of my favorite movies that he was in. But I mean, look, just because of that, I mean, you can't deny Anthony Hopkins his award when I believe he deserved it wholeheartedly. Because if you watch this movie, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I think if you put him up in most years of the Oscars, he would have won. Yeah, I mean, it, he it, should it, win. It's a top performance for me of all time. It's in my top five performance I've ever seen easily. I haven't seen a lot of Anthony Hopkins movies, but his performance in that and Signs of the Lambs might put him in my top five actors just because he's so great in both of those. And I think this, the fact that he surpassed Hannibal Lecter of 1992 with The Father, I mean, Chadwick Boseman was going against an all-time great actor with his, the, arguably the best performance of his career, and then Riz Ahmed also with an amazing performance. It was just a tough group to win in. We mentioned that outside of uh, Gary Oldman, who, again, didn't give a bad performance, these really were amazing performances this year, arguably the best actor category that I can remember. But I think there definitely is some recency bias there. And I think the Oscars putting actor on last made a lot of people think it was. And I, I agree. I think, I, I think they did I thought, that on purpose. Because they wanted bizarre. people to stay to the end. I thought that was bizarre. A lot of people believe the producer of the Oscars don't know the results. And they just assumed. Because Chadwick Boseman basically swept everything else except the BAFTAs. He won every other major award. His wife gave a number of speeches. And that was the big thing. He, like, it was telegraphed. Much like... Um, 
much like uh, Chloe Zhao winning, she won a lot of director awards for Nomadland across the across the uh, award uh, group, and this was expected with Oscars as well, and she did, uh, rightfully so in my opinion. Great, great uh, directing by her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was it was just odd to me. It doesn't make sense. I don't. I guess you know. I don't know. It just, it just seems very odd to put it that way. And the Oscars have once again fallen flat this year more than most because, again, a lot of people are very tired of, to quote Ricky Gervais uh, from his uh, hosting a few years ago, the uh, pandering to the public and lecturing the public was the phrase he used. I personally have never really had too much of an issue with it, but a lot of people are tired of it, which is why the ratings are down. And, again, with theaters closed down, a lot of people did not see these movies. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I do wonder if it will swing back next year, but I really think that – the Oscars, I, I understand using the platform, I do, but I think in order for the Oscars to survive, I think they've got to make it more of a celebration of film than what it has become. Again, if they want to keep doing it, that's well within their right and that's their prerogative. But I think to address the viewership issue, that's what they need to I do. think, I remember I mentioned a few weeks ago to check out the Eddie Burback video about how the Oscars can fix themselves. It's basically talking about how they need to stop being so uh, stuck up and like snobby. I guess you could say he... I think he talks about the platform thing as well. It's a good video. Check it out if you have the time. I think, I think personally, you know, I think a lot of people have the perspective of these award shows, you know, what are the, these people saying something during their speeches is not going to really help anything as much as, you know, doing stuff outside of the award show. And I think a lot of people like award shows because it feels like a celebration. You know, it feels like, hey, this is the year of stuff that I saw. Some of these movies are going to win, rightfully so. You know, if I'd seen The Father six months ago, I would have been waiting in anticipation for him to finally win that award because I really wanted him to because of the performance and that film. But I think it's kind of lost that luster to where it's not as enjoyable for some people, I think. And I think that's why the viewership is down. I think, I don't know if they'll change. I'm very curious to see what direction it heads in. But... Yeah, I mean, this past Sunday, lowest ratings in history, which is pretty incredible. But anyway, um, speaking of movies and viewership, Mortal Kombat got 3.6 million watches on HBO Max this past weekend, beating Godzilla vs. King Kong at 3.4, Wonder Woman 1984 at 2.2, and the Snyder Cut at 1.8 million. Now, I still attest that the Snyder Cut naturally is going to have lower ratings because it's a four-hour movie that turns a lot of people off to watching it. I know that. I know a number of people who won't watch it because it's four hours. So... That is not surprising. A lot of people are bringing it up as if it's like some indication that the movie is bad. I don't really agree with that personally. But I'm not surprised Mortal Kombat uh, was able to get all those viewers. It's, you know, I mean, it has a very big video game fan base already in like the grassroots, essentially. And it's an action movie, a short, cheap action movie. So I'm not surprised (laughs) with that. But a lot of people were. And sequel plans are already in the work for Godzilla vs. King Kong with the title Son of Kong being thrown around. Same director for Godzilla vs. King Kong. I haven't seen Godzilla vs. King Kong yet. However, I very much liked got the first Godzilla and the Kong Skull Island and did not like Godzilla King of Monsters. So I'm kind of less excited to watch Godzilla vs. King Kong. But again, a sequel already sort of in the works. And a Game of Thrones prequel titled House of Dragons is uh, beginning production this past week. A chance for Game of Thrones to redeem itself. It said it like a thousand years before any of the... You're not going to see any characters you know. No, yeah, I know. I'm just saying for people at home that don't. Yeah, no, it's... it's, it's I never watched... I've only seen the first season of Game of Thrones. It's going to so. be about the Targaryen family in uh, likely uh, Valyria. I'm not sure on specifics on yeah, that. Alex is the Game of Thrones nerd here. Yeah, he no, yeah, I, I am, actually. Um, good show. I think, I think you'd like it all the way through except the ending. But, I mean, this is a chance for Game of Thrones to kind of redeem itself a bit, I think, because... I mean, when I think about TV shows, you know, Breaking Bad is still talked about today. The scene of where Walter does the "I am the danger," you'll see it on Instagram once a week minimum. You know, Game of I Thrones. I see more no- of the I see more of the the Walter White meme where he's like, with his like mouth open. You seen that? No. It's like after he gets like shot. Or, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but like he's like he looks like he's in he's like crying. His mouth open. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah. I see yeah, that. I see yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So I see Breaking Bad a lot. But nobody talks about Game of Thrones. Like nobody yeah, talks about it. Yeah, they didn't stick the landing. Like, but like, you can it's have just crazy. if you're if you're watching a gymnast, they can have the best flip in the air. They don't stick the landing. They're gonna get. A, they're gonna not. That's they're not gonna point. win. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's just it's just alarming because I mean it was the most popular show on the planet at its peak, and even in the later season when it wasn't that good, seasons five, six, and seven, it was still very popular and still swept the awards. And now, I mean, it's like it vanished. It's insane to me how far the show fell. And I think this prequel is a good chance to sort of redeem it because personally for me, 
I'm fine with not seeing a lot of characters we know. I'm fine with going back into the, like the lore. I say because this these movies or these these uh this show had a lot of very interesting stuff that happened before it. A lot of stuff they referenced. You know, it felt it felt like uh watching a New Hope, hearing about the Clone Wars and stuff, and they're like, what the heck happened? And I still like a New Hope, but you know, it felt like the stuff before was very very interesting. Game of Thrones had the same type of feel, and I think it's interesting, and I think it'll be an interesting way to go. I wonder who they'll have behind it. And I wonder how involved George R.R. R. Martin will be. It's very questioning because he, I mean, when he was really involved in the original TV show, there was an uptick in quality. And when he was less involved, the quality was not there. So, uh, and lastly, there are two Captain America movies in the works. One with Anthony Mackie playing Sam Wilson's Captain America with the Falcon and Winter Soldier showrunner. And another apparently with Chris Evans. I'm not a fan of that. I don't know about you, Davis. I, I don't really have an opinion. But like, I need to turn my mic. I'm kind of talking low. Always talk after all these after all these many many times of you being so very loud. Now you're talking low, David. I mean, my goodness. Um, but I don't know. I just like I feel like that's the one way to damage the I guess building. You know, because if if you're gonna pass on, um, like you know the helm to a new character, you can't. Well, it just, just depends on what the movie's about. Hmm. I guess I don't know. I personally would rather just leave the characters that died in Endgame in the past. I mean, I'm not even the biggest fan of Falcon Winter Soldier. I liked a lot of parts of it, but it also certainly had its flaws. I saw one person who said uh, the writers created Zemo and John Walker without the intent of having them be the most interesting characters in the story, which honestly I agree with I thought with John that. Walker was pretty, had an interesting arc. No, I mean, I know, but I think, I think the writers did not intend for that. I think people, I think, I think the uh, plot with the uh, this flag smash was supposed to be the main thing, but... A lot of people didn't really care about that as much as John Walker and Zemo, at least in my opinion. But um, <laughs> just a uh, friend of the show, JP, just walked by. We all had to stop and wait for a second. Um, but yeah, that's uh, all the latest in movie news, really. And now, Davis, are you ready for the top fifteen? Well, we've got some honorable mentions because Davis likes fifteen is not even enough. I don't know. We got to go up to 25, 30. What is it? Did Davis? you not have honorable mentions? I, I mean, I forced myself to put on. Didn't have to. I got a few here. All right, then go go ahead. Unless you're honorable mention. I got Moon, Lady Bird, Four V Ferrari, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, Ah, Seven, Schindler's List, The Pianist, Inglorious Bastards, Django, Whiplash, and Grand Budapest. Wow, Seven being on the honorable mention. I'm surprised by that. Person. That was more than Seven, Alex. No, no, the the oh, movies. You said, oh. <laughs> oh, we had my. a whole episode about this. I know. Yeah, didn't you like it? I did like it, but it's not in my top 15. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. All right, now my honorable mentions That's why I turn on honorable mentions, Alex. My honorable mentions, a lot of these are movies that need either a rewatch or... Yeah, that's, that's how some Or movies that me. have very parts that I really, really enjoy and then some weaker spots. So I've got The Imitation Game. That movie I haven't watched in a while. I think I need a rewatch. Benedict Cumberbatch is amazing, but there's some weak points in the movie. The next is Gangs New York. Daniel Day-Lewis is my favorite actor, and his performance in that is the best, but... Cameron Diaz is awful. You have to watch it to really understand, but anyway. Also, the Snyder Cut. I haven't watched it since mm. the first time. I, I really enjoyed that movie. So, I think I, again, it's honorable because I need to rewatch to know where to land. It could end up out of there. I just haven't seen it since the first watch. And I've seen to, it two times. Okay, I, I need to know if the four hours, if it ages poorly or not. It just it felt so much longer the second that's time. That's fair, that's fair. It felt like, really long the first time, but the second time I was like, is this still going? Fair. I just need to know if it's going to go like Batman vs. Superman, where the more times I watch it, honestly, the more I like it sometimes. You so. might, but you have to, you have so, to, no, I know. You have to plan I know. your day that, out. That, that, that is why it's there. And then lastly, 12 Years a Slave, a movie I really, mm. really enjoyed. I could That, would, that one probably would have made my it, honorable mention. It needs, it needs a rewatch, and I think I need a rewatch just to really, because my own only issue with it is that it didn't feel like 12 years sometimes, and I wish it maybe felt longer but that's you know that's honestly nitpicking but it needs to rewatch to see where it might go but those are my honorable mentions I the hardest thing the hardest thing i had to say your thing real quick Alex. i mean i could have more but those are the first ones that came to mind that i need to watch again because i haven't seen them in about a yeah. year so i did i have i have i'm just gonna spoil i'm not gonna tell what's on it but one of my numbers on my 15 is two movies that if i rewatch them they probably move up but if i rewatch some of these movies again in my honorable mentions they probably yeah. could make it but I had trouble thinking. There's probably a lot of movies that I that could have made honorable mentions or even the top fifteen. I didn't even think of. Actually, I just remember one that I I think I'll need to rewatch. If it uh, painting glory, actually, uh, the one that we talked about. That on the almost podcast. that didn't make mine. I, I think I it, I've only seen it one time. I think I need a rewatch. That's in my honorable there. mentions. Ah, you, it's not, but it is now. Because oh, I, yeah, yeah, see, yeah, I, I like it, I was saying, I forgot exactly. about it. Exactly, and I think that movie is definitely a movie that I need to see one more time just to, 
you know, see, again, because movies can age differently upon a second viewing. I think a lot of the Disney Star Wars movies have that effect above all else. I think some Marvel movies will as well because the initial excitement can overwhelm, you know, sometimes critical thinking and honestly can make the experience better when on the second watch it's not as good. But the most of my top 15 are movies that I have watched again and will stay where they are. But anyway, Davis, you want to begin with your 15? My number 15... This one is probably the the one I could easily swap out with any of the honorable mentions. Like Pain and Glory could probably go here if I yeah. really thought about it, if I rewatched it again. But I had Malcolm X by ah, Spike Lee. That makes sense. Let's talk about that movie a bit, Davis. I'm gonna be talking uh, about this year. It's a great movie. It's a bit of a it's three and a half hours, so that's another movie you have to kind of set out your day for. You kind of feel fatigued in it because it is long. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, it's, Malcolm X. I'm really interested in the guy. The movie's great. Denzel Washington. I think this is probably his his top three performance for him. But yeah, Malcolm X, uh, it's a great movie. It's a little long, fatigues you, like I said. Denzel, I think probably this is top three performance for him. Uh, Training Day, I say would probably be his best. I haven't seen Fences. I've heard he's really good in that. I've heard that's his favorite movie. I'm not sure how true that is. I've seen that quote somewhere. You know, he did the, he did the play on Broadway beforehand, so yeah. it very well might be. I think he has a personal connection to it. Fences, he's supposed to be really good in that, I've heard. But Training Day, he's great in that. But Malcolm X, he literally embodies Malcolm in, all, in every way he can. Definitely. It's a great movie. Definitely. And... Uh, I, I mean, I, I agree with all that. I really did like the movie as well. Uh, but again, I think the length one thing for me. But my 15th, Science of the Lambs. Mm. I had not seen it I forgot until, that. I forgot about that movie. I had not seen it until this year. I we watched, it on, we watched it on prom night, and I fell asleep on the floor 20 minutes in. It was like 2 in the morning, okay? It's not my fault. Um, but, yeah, that's my 15. I mean, Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster are just awesome. I mean, all the scenes that he has, just, I mean, he just... The performance is just, you know, you just sit there and you're just like, wow. Just the whole time. And I, I really like uh, I really like serial killer movies. I like the mystery that comes with it. I like just the craziness of it, the tenseness of it. The scene when he breaks out of his cage is awesome. Um, Buffalo Bill is so weird. But in like just, it just, there's a lot of tense moments. And for me, a lot of people don't enjoy tense, uh, stressful movies. You know, their favorite movies are more relaxing movies. While their tense movies may be what they acknowledge is very good, but they don't so much enjoy them as favorites. I really like tense movies. I like movies that are have me on the edge of my seat throughout. They really make me feel stressed and have this feeling throughout the movie. And Science of Limbs does that. I mean, you really can't go wrong with Anthony Hopkins, who again, this might be his. This was initially his best performance. And ever, they won all five. Science of the Lambs won all five. Was it best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, actress and screenplay? I think it's screenplay. Yeah, um, deservedly so in my opinion. I, I feel mean. some. You could probably make a case for like some of the like not actor, actress, or uh, best picture, but you could probably make it for director, maybe screenplay. If compared to, I don't know what else was in it. Yeah, but I, I mean, it really just you know, it's just a very, very good movie. And I was very glad that I got to finally see it this year and. Just yeah, I mean Anthony Hopkins, he's great. Jodie Foster, her accent's a little weird at some points. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, Andy, she's also great. And Anthony Hopkins improvised a lot of his lines, which is also really cool. I, that's a fun fact everybody knows. Everybody's heard that. I'm not gonna be like, did you know this? And then say a fun fact everybody knows. But like, that's still really cool. And the scene in the dark when uh, the lights go out—it's just, I mean, I mean, come it's on, a great movie. That's, yeah, love the really, movie. Love the movie. That's probably um, Modern Revenge's now too. Oh See, my! I'm telling you, that's what I was saying. The issue was like I couldn't think of all the movies. I've seen so many movies. That's yeah. I had to consult my letterbox and just scroll. And a lot of my letter—I have a hundred movies on letterbox, and that doesn't even really. Yes, I have more than you. And there's more movies I still have. I forgot to even do reviews for. Yeah, I, I sometimes forget as well. I want to see how many I have. But you go with your. You have own like 93. Movie. I checked yours yesterday. Go go with your. Uh, okay, my your number fourteen movie. is actually two. I have it. I have it like a tie. I guess. I have Social Network, great movie. Did you forget about that one? It's in my honorable mentions. Yeah. It's in your honorable mentions, and also Fruitvale Station. Ah, uh, yeah. I had a question mark by that one because like I have to rewatch that one. I think if I rewatch, I probably would like it more than Social Network, but I haven't rewatched it in a while. Michael B. Jordan's best performance, I'd say, acting wise, because like I remember you said it one time, you don't think he's that good of an actor. Because he's never I, really I, been in anything too I, serious. I, I think he's good. I think some of his performances are very overrated. Like, for example, I, I, I Killmonger, for example, in Black Panther. I think, I think, I think he's good as Killmonger. I, I mean, I, I think he may be good, but I think people elevated that character and his performance a bit higher than I personally would have. But I think he's a good actor. I, I just think, think a lot of his performance may be I'm a ready. little higher up than I would put them. I'm ready for Michael B. Jordan to get older so he can start kind of have the more serious roles, mm -hmm. hopefully. Because I, he's great in Fruitvale Station. Chronicle, he's in that. He He's... It's not as serious, but he's good in that. True, true. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Good That's movie. a good movie, though. That's yeah. a good movie. Uh, he's, I guess you could say Black Panther's good in that. He's good in Creed, but like, there's not as much like serious acting in those. Right now, he's basically just an action star that sometimes acts. 
Oh, he's great in Just Mercy. I kind of forgot about that for a second. I love that movie. It's a great movie. He's great in that. But yeah, uh, Social Network's great. Everybody knows that. Uh, arguably David Fincher's best movie. Arguably the best movie of the 2010s, some people have said. I'm not going to disagree with that. But yeah, that's my 14s. Those are definitely good ones. Also, could you uh, check it? So Letterboxd shows how many movies I've watched this year. I've already watched 37 uh, oh, in 2021. So I'm curious how many you have. Because again, I don't. I think, but I don't log all mine. I, I log, yeah, I log most of mine. Because the thing is, with this podcast, I think I'd be very much watched a lot of movies we wouldn't normally have watched one way or the other. And I think that definitely is going. I mean, it's been pretty fun. It also has allowed us to see a lot of movies that have just you know you kind of need to watch once or twice, honestly. But does it, does it have how? How do you check? So that? under your profile, yeah. Scroll down to where it says films. Uh yeah. And it says number total slash this many this year. Um where? Give me your phone. Oh. Yes. Number total. Where? But yeah, there's a lot of movies I've watched that oh. I. You just didn't have that. Yeah. Weird. It's like I said, probably need to update it or something. I, I guess. Don't but like I said, there's a lot of movies that I don't. I just yeah. forget to log. Yeah. That like fair. I'll be like, oh, I didn't log that movie. That's fair. That's fair. Same for me. Uh, number fourteen for me is Parasite. Mm. First time I'd seen it was this year actually for our. Uh, it was. Initially, in preparation for our uh, foreign films expedition, we did not end up talking about it. Maybe we will next year. I really think we should because it's a great movie. But, yeah, this movie, I'm t- I mean, on the edge of my seat, again, this is the movie that, you know, if you have a problem reading subtitles, seriously, just forget it to watch this movie. It is worth it. The music, I mean, my gosh, it's amazing. The the story itself, the sheer tension that is at the final 25 minutes, I mean, it's unbelievable. And it's just, it's so clever in just the way the family... Uh, infiltrates uh, the other family and, like, plays all these roles. It's just, it's brilliant. It really is. I think it's probably, the, in my opinion, it might be my favorite foreign film of all time. Very well could be. It, that's that's a good choice. Uh, probably, arguably, the best foreign film ever. I'm yeah. Not, I, I mean, I, that's certainly all I'm for. But also, I've uh, updated my letterbox. It says 104 movies slash one this year, which is not true. Okay. Because well, I just updated. It's probably messed up. Yeah, it's a little bit of a glitch in the system. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that uh, after, after the summer. But, yeah, Parasite, I mean, it just... Like, you know, it's one of those movies where you love to watch it with a group just to freak out at the twist at the end and the shock and just, um, I mean, it just it really was just so, so good. Like, I, you know, there's just not really a flaw in this movie. It was also wasn't too long, which I was, uh, I was impressed with. Because, you know, a lot of movies that try and craft these very, uh, you know, complex plots of, you know, uh, twists and tricks. They tend to be a lot longer. This film did not go too long. The scene when there was the flood was really great. Um, it just, yeah, it's a really good movie, and I was really glad that I finally got to see it, and I gotta say, it deserves all the Oscars that it won, really. I really want to see Mysteries of Murder, which is by, or mm, Memories yeah. of Murder, which is by the same director. I've heard that movie is just as good. I'm very curious to see that, but Parasite right now, I mean, come on. It's very, very good, and it's gonna be my 14th slot. It could go higher if I give it a rewatch. I've only seen yes. it one time, but right now it's gonna sit at 14. So mine 13, I alluded to this earlier. These are the two if I rewatched them, they would probably move up. You got up. another tie? Yes. This is my last, fi- it's my last. top 15 is like 18 This movies. is my last tie, and this is with a preface. I have in parentheses. If I rewatched these, it would probably move up. That is Shawshank and Good Will Hunting, which I've probably not seen in over a year and a half each. If Shawshank's these are, on my honorable mentions. If, if, if I was doing best movies, Shawshank would probably be top five. Shawshank's an amazing movie, and I love both those movies a lot with all my heart, but I haven't seen them in so long it's true. that I can't really say where they'd be that's fair that's fair um yeah i mean i and this is my last tie don't worry there we go there we Let go me make sure um yeah it's my last tie but if you had, if you had to give one the edge which would it be between those two mm, probably i can't i can't really I can't choose really google hunting is like probably the gateway into how i am now with movies mm, interesting so like that's that one has a really like that one's really close to me personally Impactful. But after all the many, many uh, months of you trying to get me to watch Shawshank. Shawshank's amazing. That's why I can't choose because I realize Shawshank's the better movie. But like Good Will Hunting has that like has the nostalgia, has the has the uh, the closeness to me. I guess. Yeah. That's not the word I was looking I'd for. I'd say I'd say def- definitely rewatch both of those. Like, I mean, I haven't seen Shawshank except the one time I saw it, and I definitely <laughs> want to rewatch it again. That's one of those movies you just turn on is is done in like two minutes. It feels like that. Did like, you feel it, like it the first time I watched it? Well, like once you like. I can like still beat for beat. I can remember it. Like, I, 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 I could no, probably I, go through the plot right now. I don't know if we need to do the whole plot. Same with Google Hunting. Yeah, no, I, I don't doubt that for a second. Um, my number thirteen is The Prestige. Mm. Also, a movie I watched for the first time this year. I watched it on my birthday, and 
Look, I'm just going to say Christopher Nolan is going to be on this list a lot. Hans Zimmer is going to be on this list a lot. You're just going to have to accept it, okay? Um, I really, really liked this movie. I really, I mean, just the only, again, the only negative, and it also needs to rewatch itself. The only negative is Scarlett Johansson performance is kind of meh. Everything else about it is great. Um, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale are awesome, as they always have been. Uh, the twist is, it really, this is the movie where I feel like it was the perfect line that Nolan has tried to, you know, you know, go in the middle again between the perfect twist that isn't too complex because I was able to figure out, but you know, it is complex enough to where it really can keep you shocked. It's not too outside. Like, you know, I think one of the great things is the fact that Tesla is not intending to be, you know, an actual genius and like magician. Like he's not intending to actually create these revolutionary things. And then he accidentally does. I just like that. Played by David Bowie. Yes, exactly. That was very shocked. Also very good, by the way. David Bowie's under circus. Also there. Love Andy circus. Um, who's he was his assistant. Oh yeah, Andy Serkis is great. Um, yeah, I just really, really like this movie. The twist at the end was awesome. I mean, it was crazy because I because the thing is the one thing I love about this twist is that they don't you know they don't keep it in mystery and then in the final twenty five minutes unravel it. They poke and you know they're like, hey, look at this, look at that detail, figure out this, figure out that, and then my mind was working. We paused it a few times to try and gather our thoughts. It blew my mind when the twist happened. Awesome. I wasn't ready for the it. The fact that he has a twin. It's spoiler th- alert. It's double, twi- it's double twist. That's true because it, it's the double twist of the fact that he's not dead, but also that he has a twin, right? Cause well, and also that Hugh Jackman keeps yeah. killing himself over and over again. That, that was insane. That was crazier to me than the twin thing. The twin thing, you can kind of, because you can, you can figure that out once it's like, oh, one, wh- sometimes he's nice to his wife, sometimes he hates her, and, like, and that guy walking around. You can kind of figure that out. Like, I didn't. But, like, if you watch it, you I, can definitely see it. I was trying to put it together. I thought that guy, because he had no line through his name so many times. I'm like, he's important for some reason. I can figure out, because Nolan doesn't waste characters. We've seen in The Dark Knight, um, which will appear later on the list. I mean, every character is played by a top-billed actor with a, with a character arc within. He doesn't waste anybody in any way. And I think um, that's another example. And, man, it, just, it was really, really good. I need to rewatch, because I need to know if it'll go up or down. Because, you know, that's how twist movies go. But on the initial watch, it was just so much fun and really shocking. And a lot of people say it's too complicated. I disagree. I think it's the right amount of complex for Nolan. I think he slips into too complicated with Inception, maybe. But I think this movie is the right amount of complicated for the twist. But that's my 13th movie. Where's your uh, 12th, Davis? My 12th is a movie you have not seen. Oh. Most of these movies have you haven't seen yet. Honestly. Dang. This is going to be The rest. Tough. A few of them, actually. A ghost story. Ah, yes. I've talked about that. I've gushed over it before. Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara, A24 movie, where most of the movie there's no dialogue or, like, barely any because he's a ghost. It's so good. Mm. It's amazing. It's only an hour and 30 minutes. It's on Netflix. There's a five-minute – I'm not, not going to spoil that scene because if you watch it – Yeah, no, I'm about to say, I may have to watch it myself. It's like – like, I was just sitting there. I was like, what is happening? It's so good. Like, I found it also on Blu-ray at Game Exchange the other day. Really? Did you get it? Yes. Yes. Ah, it blew my mind. I did not expect to find that. I I I cannot wait till the father appears at uh, on DVD. That's gonna Game be Exchange a while. I know, but I I, I need it anyway. Um, yeah, that I, I definitely will plan on watching the movie. Also, this oh, summer. oh, for the Prestige, I want to say that's probably top two uh, Christian Bale movie where he's actually British in it. Yeah. Behind oh, 4v you're right. Ferrari. You're right. Because what he did all over the Dark Knight press in an American accent to create that like element of immersion or whatever. You're right. That's I like I like him in Four V Ferrari more. Uh, I love Four V Ferrari. I, I like him his performance better. I like Prestige better. Oh right yeah, now, I'm not gonna disagree with that. I think honestly, Prestige movie later on could be fun. But anyway, um, I'll definitely watch the Ghost Story this summer. I'll try and culture myself a bit. You can more. watch it today, I, Alex. Hour and thirty. I got exams, Davis. Maybe afterwards. Afterwards. At number twelve. A little bit farther down than it was last year, but still a big part of this list. Raising Arizona. Mm. It's 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 always been close to my See, heart. It's, it's nostalgic. It to is you. one of my mom's favorite movies. It's a great movie. It's, it's a movie that I love watching with her because we can I can quote maybe seventy five percent of that movie from every ridiculous. Uh, Get on the floor and freeze. Do you want us to freeze or do you want us to get on the ground? You're introducing some contradictory instructions. Everybody get on the ground. I mean that's just that part that. That whole bank robbery scene is just so stupid. It's I a love funny it. movie. And, I mean, it's just so much fun. <laughs> I mean, my fiance left me. I mean, it's just, come on now. I love it. I mean, it's just, it's so it's so much fun, and it's so stupid, and it's the and it's the Coen brothers, in my opinion, okay. the very best. So, as as a Raising Arizona fan, was yeah. the guy that was hunting Nick Cage down, was that his dad? Oh, shoot! I have not even thought about that. Wow. He had the same tattoo. Wow, that's a good. And he <laughs> said he was sorry at the end. Remember, he was like sorry. 
that's blew a him good up. point. I had not even thought about that. Interesting. I'm gonna have to rewatch. Um, there you go. But yeah, I just I really love this movie. Also, Francis McDormand is in. Yeah, it. I was gonna uh, mention that, but I was like, there's no need to mention it. Uh, I mentioned it all in this movie. But yeah, I mean, it's just really. Also, I've decided to establish a John Goodman cinematic universe of all the movies he's in. He's also in this one as well. Yes, so, in this um, one. Yeah, I just really really love it. It's a lot of fun. It. It's very honestly, it feels very much Napoleon Dynamite esque in sort of the, some of the humor because not a lot of his bits, and that's what I like about it. It's very much just natural, I guess. But yeah, that's my twelfth movie. Honestly, it could go up depending on the day. That's I a great it. movie. Yeah. That'd probably be my honorable mentions if I rewatched it. I finally got you to watch it. That's right. You I watched it with my mom ah. over like last summer, yeah, or yeah, like you, Christmas you break, I think. Me and I was like, "Well, it's a good movie." Uh, my number eleven is Manchester by the Sea. Which Casey Affleck once seen. again. Casey Affleck. <laughs> probably he's still probably my. Top three actor for me. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, if we made an actor list, Christian Bale would probably break my top five. Willem Dafoe would probably as well. Who? Willem Dafoe. Oh, I, th- I didn't hear the last name. I was like, is this somebody else? I don't know. But yeah, uh, Manchester by the Sea is amazing. One of the best acting performances I've ever seen. Uh, I don't want to talk about too much because it's a sad movie. And just and just to be clear, as you can tell, Davis likes pain because he's got one of the I like saddest that. movies. Look, in his- we're I talking about we're, I like, we're I like get sad that movies. You know, uh, Schindler's List was on my top ten last time, <laughs> and if I rewatch it, it would probably still it would probably remake <laughs> it very, my top it very ten. Very well, might make it for you. Um, that movie, Schindler's List. Look, that I just I want to say this again. Every time I bring it up, you have to watch it at least once in your life. Is one of those is one of those movies. Also, it is one of the most distressing movies ever, though. So you got to you got to get your mind right. You got to be fair. you got to set fair. your day aside because you're not going to do anything after. That's fair. Um, Speaking of sad, uh, my because uh, that was your eleventh, correct? Yes. My eleventh is Logan. It mm. is my second favorite comic comic book movie of all time. It's my favorite Marvel movie by far. But man, Let is this be... one is this one depressing movie? No sure. comic book movies made any of mine. Really? Logan would probably would have made mine. Wow. Fifteen um, or honorable mention because I really like, like Logan. I've I, only I, seen I, it once though. Oh man, I rewatched it a few uh, weeks ago with my roommates. None of the, uh, I don't think two of them had seen it. I mean, it was. It's just great. I'm gonna rewatch that I mean, later. Hugh Jackman is amazing, in it as he always is. This really is his final chapter, and also Patrick Stewart is unbelievable, as we all know he is. He's always great, and he knocks it out of the park. And I mean, it's just it's so emotional and sad, and it's so painful because you finally get that Wolverine violence as it is in the comics. You know, in Old Man Logan, the comic book spoiler alert, he gets eaten by the Hulk. He then regenerates. It's disgusting, but anyway. Like, this movie gets as close to that Hillbilly sort of grotesque. Hillbilly Hulk, too. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> this movie gets as close to that gratuitous violence, and it makes it painful because the entire Wolverine story, he doesn't really, he's not ever in pain he's never in danger of dying, really. Like, because he can heal, and this time he's finally dying. It just, it hurts to see that character for 16 years of my, like, my childhood. I was born the year the first X-Men came out, and I watched these movies my whole life, and it just really holds a special place because of that. And also, Daphne Keene's amazing, by the way, as X-23. And James Mangold, top-tier director on this movie alone, really. I think this is the best way for Hugh Jackman to go out of I agree. Wolverine. Absolutely amazing. Have. Absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's easily top-two comic movie of all time for me. I don't think it'll ever change that spot unless something else insane. Where do you put it in Hugh Jackman's all-time performances? I haven't seen all of his performances. I know Les Mis, for example, is one of his best. I haven't seen all of that yet. It's top Top four for me, really. It's so good. He's amazing, and he carries it all. So this is what it feels like at the end is a is it, gut punch. Is it above or behind Prisoners? Prisoners is on my list, so I'll say it's behind. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Um, What's your number 10? My number 10, new movie, new Sound movie. of Metal. Oh, there we go. Cracked what? my top 10. It was, I had it at number seven when I was making I was like, I don't know if I like it that much. I've only seen it once, so I had to move it back down to 10 to be, uh, but- my my six through my fifteen, they could all move around really if I've rewatched them. My all. Si- I, when I was making this, sound of metal jumped around for me as well. But it's so spoiler alert. Is it's it on there? Uh oh. But yeah, is I mean, it... we talked about that movie a lot, so I think there's. Yeah, there's, I don't really want to talk too much. <laughs> Bruce Med's the greatest. I mean, you know, that's great. He's actually he had a rap album. He's a rapper too. I, yeah, I've, heard I've told that. you that. that. His album, uh, it's like Long Goodbye. Actually, pretty good. And Davis, I um. I really like the question that you asked me earlier because my number 10 movie is Prisoners. So do you think his performance in Prisoners is better than... Yes. I'm going to watch that when I get home. Oh, Logan or Prisoners? Prisoners. Yes! Logan's like, you have to have Hulu. The Hulu... Hulu had... I have it on DVD. (laughs) I don't care. Hulu is like, oh, yeah, we have the movie, but you have to have this (laughs) add-on. And then for that add-on, you have to have this add-on. Oh, for that add-on, you have to have this add-on. I I pay for Hulu. What do I have to... I know, I know. Hulu um, has a lot of issues. I never use Hulu. Hulu has live sports. No, it doesn't. It doesn't even have live sports. It's a lot. The UI is terrible. 
It doesn't have live sports. Not that I'd watch it on Hulu. <laughs> it always has. It's like, yeah, we have the movie. Come watch it. To, this is a throwback to the Mr. Hulu. Episode. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, Mr. I'm going to beat up Mr. Hulu. And then it's behind a lock. It's like, you actually have to pay for this subscription service, too. So annoying. So since you're going to watch Prisoners, I will not spoil much. It's Dillis Villanueva. He's a uh, great director. Um, Yeah, Hugh Jackman's great. This movie is only lower because it's genuinely depressing, but it needs a rewatch probably as well to see where it could go in this list. It's very depressing, so it's difficult to enjoy. But man, I love a murder mystery, and this is this is it. This is all the all that I want in that movie. Performance is unbelievable. Terrence Howard is there; he's pretty great. So is uh, Taraji P Henson, and also Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, the main detective. I mean, it's just and like you like learning about some background stuff. Like, watch for this. Jake Gyllenhaal like developed personal little ticks and stuff for his character to have. They, like you have to look forward to notes, but it's really just a cool detail. I love the movie. Great performance all the way around. It checks a lot of the box for a murder mystery. I recommend it. I'm glad you're going to be watching it. You'll love it. I know you will. Anyway, your number nine, Davis. Number nine is the only animated movie to crack any Whoa. anything. I'm sure you can guess what it is. Would you like to take a guess? Honestly, I'm I'm, I'm curious myself. I don't, I don't know if it's I Coco. Have... Oh, come on, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's going to hate this episode. I know she will. Look, I'm sorry, Miss Kim, but look. This movie is another one that's really close to my heart. This is where the, my love for Spanish, Spanish music, Spanish culture started. This movie's amazing. I love it. I personally think it's Pixar's best movie, but people can argue with me on that, and that's okay. Well, we'll, we'll have a Pixar episode next semester at some point. I love this movie. This is the movie where I can quote like 70% of the lines. There you go. Yeah. I can go plot by plot. I can go plot point by plot point for this, too. That's fair. That's fair. It um, opens up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't you dare. Um... No animated, movie, no animated movies made my list. They're just like another like separate group for me, person. Like they're just like, they're like this, a part of my childhood. Person. Yeah, like I was, different. I was gonna be like, I don't know if I should put an animated movie in this because like, I like most of the movies, movies in my uh, like honorable mention could have replaced it. But I was like, yeah. this movie is so close to me. I, I've probably seen this movie like 20, 30 times. It had to make it. Yeah, um, that's fair. I mean, honestly, I, I think I could certainly put maybe an animated movie on there, but that, they're just for me. They feel like a different group. I got the Coco soundtrack on vinyl. Really? I didn't buy it. I got it for my birthday, but it's, nice. still, it's pretty good. Very nice. Um, so my number nine. Actually, well, actually, you'll have that when you stay in my apartment this summer. Ooh, It'll very excited. I'm not bringing. I'm not bringing all the vinyl. I'm gonna buy some records, then maybe we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, it's a bad habit to get started. I know, but Interstellar soundtrack for forty dollars is really great, Davis. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> no I want time that for now. caution, Davis. No time for caution. Um. Anyway, um, number nine for me is Empire Strikes Back. Actually, oh. I know it's a little lower on the list, but there's a lot of new movies that I. Uh, put above it as well as movies that personally I just enjoy more. The Empire Strikes Back checks all the boxes for a Star Wars movie. John Williams is at his best, in my opinion. You've got the Yoda theme, the Empire, uh, the Imperial March theme. Yeah, it's just great. I really, really enjoy it. Uh, and it really, uh, the only dull moment really is in Dagobah, but even that is not very dull. You guys all know this movie. We talked about it earlier this semester. You guys know Empire Strikes Back. If you haven't seen it, go watch it immediately. Like, I love the movie, and it's honestly the only reason it's not even higher is because. The next eight movies are some of my favorite movies. I mean, they are, obviously, but like these movies, I just love the eight in front of it. I also love The Empire Strikes Back, but it's sitting at my nine. Davis? My number eight, I watched this and Spotlight yesterday, back-to-back. Those are two good movies to watch back-to-back because it kind of has, like, not the mystery. uh, Zodiac has the mystery. It's Zodiac, by the way. (laughs) It it has the mystery, but then Spotlight also kind of has, like, the detective feel to it when they're trying to dig up all the stuff for their... Spotlight's an amazing movie, by the way. I thought about putting Spotlight on mine, but I didn't. But, yeah, it's Zodiac. Zodiac, I think, is probably my favorite Fincher movie. Seven, you could probably say Seven's better. I love Seven as well. But, like, this one's just all around interesting. It's so accurate to the real-life investigation and, like, the crime scenes. It's so good. I, I would say I'm not surprised because I think you like the investigation and mystery aspect of it because Seven really lacks that yes. because Seven, they don't even win. They The guy, like, he surrenders on his own. They would have they were nowhere. And I really like Jake Gyllenhaal, too. Which you all, you'll like prisoners. Um, I know I will. <laughs> um, that Yeah, that's a good placement. My number eight is a movie that you still haven't watched all the way through, and I'm still mad about this. The last La La Land? No. Oh. Uh, I as I said, Hans movie. Zimmer has a presence on this list. This, in my opinion, is the greatest film score in the history of the planet, in my opinion. I love the music in this movie. I love Ken Watanabe's performance in this film. Uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Tom Cruise is really good in the movie. You don't, you, I mean, Tom Cruise is very 50-50 actor sometimes. He's great in this movie. I think he really you know, sells the emotions that Nathan Augren feels. And I just, I really like the mix between... There are moments where it gets the fight scene so right, it feels like one of the top-tier action movies, but then it has these moments, like the moment where 
Ken Watanabe and Tom Cruise are in the uh, in like the cherry blossom garden and just speaking on the philosophies that they have that contradict and just their conversations. It just they feel like almost two different movies put together that have the best of both. And I really really like the story that it tells and just the the emotions that it conveys through these characters. And the ending, in my opinion, is one of my favorite endings um, for uh, Katsumoto at the end. I just really really like that movie. And again, the music. I'll, music will bring a movie up a few spots on my list. Like music will help sell a movie for me. And for this, it's some of the best I've ever heard. So it's going to be up that high. That's my number eight. Davis, your number seven. So my number seven and six are the ones I had the most trouble with. Mm. Like I, I'm not. I was just like, should I even put these in there? Because I don't know. But number seven is the last Black Man in San Francisco. Another A24 movie. The one is Sound of Metal A24. I don't know. It I is. It's okay. Well, look, it's the last Batman in San Francisco. Great movie. One of the best cinematography. Uh, cinema has some of the best cinematography. Yeah, has some of the best cinematography ever. Every and like every shot's amazing. I love the movie. I love the actors. It's just a great movie all around. I don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like going into it like not knowing much. That's fair. That's is great. Fair. It's like only an hour thirty. Great movie, and it has Danny Glover. Really? Yeah. Nice. Um, As the blind grandfather. Ah, and as Jonathan Majors, I shall, I shall, I shall have that on my summer movie list. This summer, I'm gonna try and get get some more movies. See if I can get a hundred movies by the end of the summer. Watch this year. We'll see what happens. You only got seven more to go. Oh, this year, so you have seventy movies. Yeah, I've got, I've got sixty three movies. Well, I got ninety nine. Um, oh dear, this is gonna be very difficult. Um, my number seven, a little controversial because it doesn't, it likely doesn't hold up with any other movie in this list critically other than Raising Arizona. Is Parts of the Caribbean: The Curse mm. of the Black Pearl. Now. I have watched so many videos on this movie. This movie is from my childhood. It is a movie that I thoroughly enjoy because, in my opinion, this is one of the best adventure movies ever in terms of a overall telling the adventure story. Because the the adventure story is kind of a lost art. Because you know, I think just the way that it crafts the adventure is one. It's perfect from you know the set pieces to honestly the introduction of the character of Jack Sparrow is my favorite character introduction of all time with the stupid boat that just is sinking. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I just really, really like it. The CGI is revolutionary for its time. Jeffrey Rush is top tier, as he always is. Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley are very good. Also, this is Jack Sparrow at his best, a supporting character. He falls away from that in Dead Men's Chest and World's End. Specifically, in the fourth movie, he is the main character. But I just really, really enjoy the way this movie tells that adventure. I think just, you know, the different spots. And a lot of there's a lot of, like, hinting at... You know, more serious aspects of Jack Sparrow's character that are not addressed, which I like that because he's a very mysterious character. And I think it just, it's his character at his very best. And it's a movie that I grew up watching. And it just does that adventure tale very well. And I mean, the, I'm going to be honest, like, there's not many things I really dislike about this movie, honestly. I think even, I mean, the final fight scene where, you know, it's having, it's doing the fight in three places is really great. Because um, I've always liked, like, the Star Wars model where it does, you know, a fight here. And a fight here and a fight. I've always liked that. They do that perfectly. But yeah, just really personal favorite movie of mine. This, yeah, I kind of forgot about Pirates. This, that's another movie I could probably quote a lot of. Oh, it. yeah, easily. I've probably seen that movie a hundred times. Yep. I mean, it's, it's like that, that just used to play and repeat in my room when I was a little kid. I, I, same, same I had with all the toys. Well, I, too. I had the Legos, bro. They I had even legal. They weren't even official Legos. I did I too. Them. I had those. I had the I had the Flying Dutchman and also the Black Pearl. Jackson couldn't build the Flying Dutchman through a temper tantrum because it wouldn't fit together. It's hilarious. I also had. The toy, based on the second one when they're fighting on the wheel. Oh, I love that. And it starts spinning. They'd be on it and they'd stay on it. I had that one. I think it got sold at a yard sale though. That's that's unfortunate. Yeah, I think all the to- I had I had I had Davy Jones. I had I had Captain Jack. Also speaking of Orlando Bloom, fun fact: if uh, David Fincher couldn't get Jake Gyllenhaal for Zodiac, they were gonna get Orlando Bloom. Really? Orlando Bloom was red hot at the time, so that makes sense. Um, so Davis, what is your number six movie? This is the one that I feel. I'm not sure if it should be on here. I feel like it's on there because I've read the book recently. It's Call Me By Your Name. Ah. Which is a, it's a fantastic movie, don't get me wrong. But like that's the one I was like, should it be my number six? And I just I put it there. But my five to one, they are locked in. I have no debate on where they should be. But Call Me By Your Name is a great movie. Tony Chalamet, Army Hammer give great performances, even though Army Hammer's now weird. He was always weird, but now it came out that he's weird. Very, very, <laughs> very weird. Um, yeah. It's a great movie. Watch it. The music's great. Sufjan Stevens does the music for it. I know you talked. We talked about that the other day. He, yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, he's pretty. He's pretty great. Um, 
my number six and number five, I just swapped them. Uh, again, I've been torn between these two. Number number six is seven. Uh, by directed by David Fincher. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, come on, man. What's in the box? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, all great. Gwyneth Paltrow, also great. Um, the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket, also pretty great. Oh uh, yeah, I just really like this movie. It just there's few movies that have a feeling of hopelessness that this movie perfectly like captures. Like there's never a moment where you think something good is going to happen. Even when that you think they almost catch Kevin Spacey, you're more worried that Kevin Spacey is going to kill Brad Pitt. You're not even worried about it. You're not even worried about them catching Kevin Spacey. Like it's just so stressful and hopeless. My friends did not like it, um, but I really, really, I really, really like it. I think the performances are great. I think there's just the sheer creativity, if I may, like. The creativity on the way the people are killed is just, like, alarming. It's not your traditional, you know. Like, the Zodiac Killer, for example, he all operated in the same thing. Of course, that's a true story, obviously. But this movie, very much, everything is different. And everything is unique. And I just, like, I just personally like the fact that the story is not very uniform. It's very, it, it you know, it takes leaps and it takes risk. And it will be, it stands out from a lot of other murder mystery movies, which is why it is my personal favorite of those um, which I really, I really just like murder mystery movies personally. Um, but I mean, yeah, we've seen, I mean, honestly, Zodiac's honorable mention for me as well. It should have been. Um, but yeah, I just really, really liked it. I think it's Fincher's best, if not his second best behind social network, but yeah, just really good movie. I recommend you watch it no matter what. I haven't even, I mean, we haven't spoiled the ending yet, so you certainly can watch it, but yeah, um, great movie. What is in the box, Alex? You'll have to find out next week. Oh, no, anyway, I don't know. My number five, this is like, like I said, five to one, like they're Seven. not moving. Yeah. Do the Right Thing is number five for me. Really? Do the Right Thing. I love that movie. I could watch it all day. It is depressing, but I like depressing movies if you haven't figured that out. <laughs> I think we both- A we seemingly both... happy guy. Yeah. I... <laughs> the one, com- the one uh, common denominator between the two of us and our very different lists is that depressing movies will be prominent and will have spots on the list in high ranking. Um, but yeah. You... Uh, yeah, watch Do the Right Thing. Uh it was controversial enough when it came out that people thought there were going to be race riots. Did not happen. Stupid for people to think that. It's a great movie. Spike. I think this is Spike Lee's best movie. His acting leaves a little bit to be desired. But overall, I love it. I want to wait to see The Five Bloods to see because that's like his next big movie. that I, I I've seen that one. Oh, yeah. I was just, <clears throat> it's I'm not as good as myself. It's a little long. Like, it's yeah. good, but I was like, ah, it's a little long. Chadwick Boseman's great in that one, though. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, my number five, I just swapped it the last possible second. It was at six, now it's at five. The Father. Talk about depressing wow. movies. It, again, I've only seen it one time, maybe a rewatch effective, but just it's recent enough to where I can bet on it that I think my opinion won't change that much. I mean, it's so sad and so depressing. The ending, I mean, my gosh. We talked about it already when uh, the Anthony Hopkins um, for the best actor episode. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's, it, in, my, in my opinion, it is of the ways to tell a story, the way that the story is crafted and told throughout the movie is my favorite style ever. The, you know, jumping around because it's literally putting you in his head is amazing. Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman are amazing. Florian Zeller did an amazing job as director. I mean, it's just, it is a movie that I'm, I like, it's a movie that I want, it's the one movie where, like, you know, I'm like, oh, you should watch this movie or watch, this is the movie I want, like, people to see because I feel like it's just, like, it had such an effect and an impact on me that I want other people to sort of experience that because, like, it just, I'm, I still think about it. So, like, I was thinking about that movie and the way the story was a week after I saw it. And I still am. But, yeah, I mean, that's got to be my top five. It's very depressing, sure, but, man, what a movie. So my, it is a great movie, by the way. I think that's another movie that everybody should watch. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say something else, but I kind of forgot. Uh, my number four is... There's no time for caution, Alex. Whoa, down to four? I thought it was higher last time. Interstellar. Change. Whoa. It is Interstellar. Interesting. It is the one Christopher Nolan movie on my list, apparently. I just realized. Yeah, it's only one. But yeah, I think it's his best, personally. I love Matthew McConaughey. I love this movie. Everybody's great in it. You could make arguments about maybe it's a little too confusing, but after you've seen it ten times like I have, you kind of get it. <laughs> I was about to say on the, on the fourth or fifth, you know, tenth watch, you're good to go. Not to mention Hans Zimmer. I mean, yeah, that I'm, I'm, it was higher last time, wasn't it? I think it was maybe two last. It was time. two for you last time. And number I, one was. I don't, oh, I'm not going to spoil number one. Oh yeah, but it was don't, last don't, time. Don't want to spoil that. Um, 
So my number four is Sound of Metal. Mm, wow. The just the immersion that I felt in that movie, the sound like Good sound take, design. Alex. I, yeah. I I almost put it in like top five, but I decided the not sound to. design is just like I, I'm just in awe of it. Like it was just it was so incredible. I love look, I can suspend my disbelief no matter what movie I'm watching. You've seen some of the ridiculous, fantastic movies I have. Pirates of the Caribbean, no exception there. Um, I can suspend my disbelief easily. Throw myself in a movie, but Sound of Metal made it effortless. It was you, I mean, you felt like you were in his shoes the whole time. You felt like you were in deaf culture the whole time. Again, I told you. we were watching. I was watching with Megan, and at one point, we thought we couldn't hear each other because it was weird. But anyway. Um, well, look, so to make it in my top five, like the, the prerequisite for me is to have to watch at least more than once. That's fair. I've that's only fair. seen Sound of Metal and the Father that's once. Fair. And it could be recently biased for me as well with Father and Sound of Metal. But just right now, these movies have really stuck with yes. me. And also, the reason it's ahead of the father, I know I picked Anthony Hopkins. I know I picked the father. Sound of Metal is more enjoyable because yes. the ending is happier. The ending is, by and large, significantly more My mom didn't like optimistic. the ending. She's really? still sad. I mean, it's still sad, yes, but it's happier than The Father by comparison. It's happier than Seven. So, yeah, that, that's going to be my four. Rizamed's amazing. I mean, come on. The sound design is... It should win, it should it should have won a, like a special achievement award for its sound design, in my opinion. Much like Andy Serkis should win a special achievement award for um, his uh, his like work in motion capture. But anyway, I can have an episode on that later. Um, but yeah, that's my four. Okay, Alex, let's change up. What's your number three? Really, we're swapping it up. My number three is Whiplash. Drums and drums back oh, to back. J.K. I, Simmons, unbelievable. Miles Teller, great. I liked how synced the movie was. It covered a lot in a very yes. short amount of time. It just, it was a movie that I was enamored with. I need to see it again. To I do love Whiplash, but I need to see it again. The before final I can. ending scene is brilliant. Um, it's just, it was a great movie. I mean, it was also, I will say, this movie I watched for the first time this year, and I'm very glad that I did. It's a great movie. It was Miles Teller actually did all the drumming, too. He's actually a drummer in real he, life. He didn't do all the drumming. Yes, he did. No, I, Davis, I've, I know he didn't because I read the fact. No, so so there, there were times when they used doubles, but he was a trained drummer and was able to do a lot more of it than Let's they go. thought. Still, whatever. They initially thought it was going to be a double the whole way through, and they'd use double for certain spots, but he was able to do a lot of the stuff because of his background. He also retrained himself. I'm ready for Miles Taylor to make a comeback because he's actually too. a good actor. He's he going to be great. in the Top Gun movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. I think I think that would be his chance, maybe maybe a bit of a chance, you know, because I think Top Gun is very much that type of movie where a you know a supporting actor star could really be made. Out of I saw movie. a video about how he's kind of like an industry plant in the terms what? of Hollywood. Like he just popped up in Hollywood. They're kind of trying to force him upon us. But he's the ones that one of the ones I like. Like uh, Clint, Scott Eastwood. I'm not a big fan of Scott Eastwood. Yeah, that one. He's the one that was like every, be in every movie now. But yeah. Miles Teller's actually just good. Randomly be in Suicide Squad. Randomly. What's your three then? My number three is Children of Men. Ah. So that leaves question, what's my number one and two? Honorable mention for me as well, um, oh, wow. now that I'm thinking about You've it. You've only seen that once. As of I, yeah, I've seen, uh, no, no, I've I, seen yeah, it maybe way more than once. I, I, it needs a rewatch, I'll admit. That, again, could definitely change. But talk about that movie, Davis. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón's one of my favorite directors. It's a great movie. Everything about it is amazing. Clive Owen, Julianne Moore. Uh, what's the guy from Sons of Anarchy? Charlie, oh. Charlie Hunnam. Yes. He's in it. That's right. He's the guy with the dreads. He's good. At, I didn't realize that was him. Uh, Sir Michael Caine's great. At, everybody's great. At, it's a great movie. Uh, another depressing movie. <laughs> the next three movies are depressing movies. Oh, my Lord. Uh, oh. I love the ending, even though it is kind of sad. Everything about it's amazing. It puts you... The the ones... Like, that's my favorite scene of all time is probably when they're walking down and everybody and like the uh, everybody, everybody stops fighting because there's hope. I agree. That, that was amazing. That really was. Um... My number two, Davis, and I'm very surprised that we talked about Logan earlier and you mentioned that Logan was your top comic book movie ever, The Dark Knight. I am very, very surprised. that Have we discussed your I like I like, I, I, I like uh, Logan more than The Dark Knight. I, should we even have to do an episode? The Dark here? Knight's great, but like, it doesn't really like, I'm not, I don't go back and rewatch that that often. Wow. I, I completely am on the opposite side of that. I mean, this movie, it in my opinion is the best comic book movie of all time. It mixes faithfulness to the comics versus also a uh, separating itself from those, which... Let, and the, let the record show that I also think it's the best comic book movie ever. I just like Logan. Logan. I said I like uh, Logan more. I can't like Logan more. It's too depressing. Um, <laughs> Alex, what is my list? I think... <laughs> I mean, I got the father at five. So all but one of these movies isn't depressing oh. in some way. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, The Dark Knight, I mean, Christopher Nolan, I think it's, I think it's his second best movie of all time. Uh, personally, I... Also, Hans Zimmer, again, Heath Ledger is awesome. Unrecognizable, by the way. And just 
one thing I saw about this, so I, I watched a hour and 16-minute documentary on the Dark Knight trilogy instead of doing my exam homework earlier this week, but it's fine. Um, and I, I saw that Christopher Nolan deliberately casted top-billed actors to make the movies feel, like, bigger, feel like they were superhero. Like, you know, casting Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman and, you know, uh, Killian Murphy and all these guys in all these smaller roles just to make the movies feel bigger and feel like... They weren't creating stars like the MCU, but more the more so you have these stars ready. And I think it really works. I think all these actors are amazing. The music is great. Uh, I think it, I think it's Christian Bale's best turn as Batman, personally. Um, and again, the I rewatched the interrogation scene with the Joker like five times a week, honestly. But no, not obviously more like five times a month. But still, okay, um, that just that scene's awesome. Except the where are they? Um, it was, you oh, okay, know. calm down over there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I really, really like this movie. Uh, you know, you got um, there, there's some odd parts like where everybody starts applauding Commissioner Gordon for getting promoted just because the last commissioner died like five minutes earlier. That part's kind of weird. But anyway, other than that, um, Gary Oldman is really great. Oh, Aaron Eckhart, awesome. Uh, the Two Face CGI is ahead of its time. Only second, in my opinion, to third, in my opinion, to the uh, CGI in Dawn or in War for the Planet of the Apes and the CGI in Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Men's Chest. But it's very, very good for 2008 and looks amazing. But, yeah, that's my number two movie ever. I love it. Your My number two movie is another movie you have not seen. Oh, my God. It is Moonlight. Oh, my God. Which I've been trying to get you to watch for the longest hey, time. Hey, until you watch The Last Samurai, I'm not watching. I've watched totally. at least watched half of Moonlight thing because I watched half of The Last Samurai. Man. Moonlight is probably probably my favorite A24 movie. It's, yeah, it, where it is on the list. I always say Last Black Man in San Francisco is my favorite, but, like, Moonlight... Uh, everything about it I love. It's it's amazing. Everybody's great in it. It's a movie that, you, like, if you have the chance to watch it, you should. It's all around amazing. I don't really have much else to say about it. It's just so good. So good. And my my number one, Davis, there's, there's no time for caution, dude. Wow. Uh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Well, how's it go? <laughs> that's not at all how it sounds. At, we're going to listen to it later. Dun, dun. No, no, no. What is how it goes? No. Okay. Yeah. Gotta what? Play my yeah. Real quick. Go ahead and talk. Adam. Um. But yeah, Interstellar. I mean, I love this movie. It's got. It's only the second best. Uh, also, Hans Zimmer again for the fourth time on my uh list. But uh, yeah. I mean, Christopher Nolan. I think it's him at his best. The acting is just top tier. The the story. I mean, it is a story about traveling through space. But as Christopher Nolan told Hans Zimmer when crafting the score, it is a story about a family being separated. And that comes through in the movie. And the fact that it can be about inter, you know, galactic travel and also be about um, a family and a separation. Just Also, Jessica Chastain is also just in. That's pretty great. I, when it was first murdered, I was Timothy like, oh. Timothy Chalamet and Casey Affleck. So many people. Um, and Sir Michael Caine. Is it? And the, and, uh, the guy from... Uh, Why did I think Carrie Russell was in it? Third Rock from the Sun. What's his name? Oh, John Lithgow. I love John, John Lithgow. Lithgow. He's, in um, he's great. Um, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. Anne Hathaway, uh, Anne Hathaway did. Here, listen to this. She did the Dark Knight Rises, Les Mis, and Interstellar back to back to back. Is there a better like three movie run for an actress? Because Harrison Ford was killing it in the eighties. He was like Indiana Jones, right to Star Wars, and then The Fugitive. I don't know if that's no, right. No, Fugitive was nineteen ninety three. But you, um, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I've heard like back then, Michael Keaton back in the eighties and nineties, maybe. Just like, just like I mean, it was for Anne Hathaway. Just she went from like you know. Sort of mainstream actress <coughs> to star with an Oscar win and in two top tier Christopher Nolan movies, and yeah, I mean she's great. Um, Matt Damon, I hate him. What the character? I mean, I'm just so angry. He always annoys me in that movie. But um, yeah, no, this is just really, really good. Um, you Talk need to see if you haven't. It, it's it'll get you thinking. I mean, you know. Also, the use of miniatures and practical effects is my favorite thing about it. The minimal amount of CGI in a movie like this is incredible. Interstellar is my favorite space movie. My second is probably Martian. Oh, wow. It. It wow. Probably, that's in my honorable mentions. It didn't make it, though. I forgot. So my number one is, can you guess? You know, let's see if you can guess. Have we talked about it on the podcast before? Yes. Um. Oh, my gosh. It's foreign. Roma? No. Lahane. Oh, whoa! It's my number one movie. That movie, all around, is perfect in every way, shape, and form to me. It is Im- amazing. And it's free on YouTube. 
with yes. subtitles. Ooh, that, that's also key. I, do I need to say anything about it? We talked about it on the show before. Go ahead and talk about it. It's been a while. Refresh the fans. The millions it's of It's about listeners. three guys, Hubert, uh, uh, Saeed, and Vins. And basically, they're just a day in their life. Uh, cop's gun goes missing on the ride the night before, and Vins just so happens to, gets it, to get it. It's a story about the three guys, their relationship, how they see themselves in the world. You can kind of make the case that it's like a coming-of-age story, which it really isn't. But, like, you could probably piece that together in some way. Oh, It's an amazing movie. Yeah, I think it's a 10 out of 10 movie. Beautiful, amazing, perfect. Watch it. It's only an hour and 30 minutes. I can attest it was pretty good. I'm not sure if it would make an hour of mentions for me. Maybe it needs to rewatch. I don't know. But definitely a good movie, no, no doubt. And the ending, it's the ending itself just stuck with me. True, true. Yeah, that definitely. I was like, I was like eating my uh, Popeye's fish sandwich, and I was like, "What?" And then you know, I didn't really, I didn't expect that myself. Um, but yeah, those are our top fifteen movies. How they've changed in the past year. Twenty three episodes, and a lot of movies watched, and we continue to try and you know watch a lot of movies that people have seen, but also, you know, try and culture ourselves to movies that are very, you know, under the radar. I think The Father flew under the radar a bit. Thankfully, we did some Oscars episodes to get to watch them like that, personally. But those are our top 15 episodes. This is our last episode of the semester. We'll be taking a brief hiatus over the summer. But again, our DMs are always open, as are our comments. If you want us to watch any movies or just talk movies with us, you can go to at through underscore the underscore lens underscore weagle on Instagram. That is at through underscore the underscore lens underscore weagle on instagram you can comment under posts or dm us about movies you want to talk about or movies you want us to watch over the summer and talk about on the podcast later on and uh we thank you for joining us on this inaugural year of through the lens the, the all things movie podcast covering so many different movies in 23 episodes and until next year i'm alex houston alongside davis carroll and we will see you next time